it's wonderful what nature is capable of. And sometimes I really can't believe that this is real, what's happening there in the sky. And um, yeah, these crazy dance shows in the sky, it's just above your head. And, you know, it's, it's really unbelievable. Yeah, everyone should see it one day. Hello and happy spring. If you find yourself looking for a slower way of life, of travels, of connecting to the people and the places around you, you're in good company. Join me, Molly Reese, as we celebrate the change in seasons with season two of our series, where we welcome in brighter days with budding conversations from families who entertain and educate guests like you and me from all around the world. This is Stay in Good Company. Today, we're in great company with Sabrina Dudler, founder and CEO of Panorama Glass Lodge, where you can sleep under the stars or gaze up at the northern lights and the midnight sun, right out of the corner of your cozy bed or hot tub, nestled in the privacy of spectacular Icelandic scenery. Sabrina, welcome to the show. Happy to have you in our company. Hi, Molly. Hi. (laughs) I'm happy to hear you. Now, before we get to know what have become the most popular glass cabins in Iceland, we want to get to know you. Can you tell us about yourself, your Swiss upbringing, and your personal passions? Yeah, I grew up in Switzerland, and I lived there until like six years ago when I moved to Iceland. Um, I was originally a baker and confectioner, and then I got an allergy, so I turned my business uh, into another direction. So I went to makeup artistry, artistry and hair. Um, yeah, so I found my niche in the wedding industry, but I always loved art and yeah, so that's what I did. And I love to travel. I love nature, animals. I love all kinds of expression of art. And my hobbies are also canvas painting, crafting, designing cards, like everything that has to do with art. Just a creative at heart. I love how multi-passionate you are and that you can see beauty in so many different ways. Now, how did you and your husband meet and what brought you to Iceland six years ago? We met through a mutual friend in, it was like, it was in 2011. So I don't know how much, (laughs) how many years that is now, but yeah, it's kind of some time. And yeah, that was also the year when I went to Iceland all alone. So I already booked my travel before I, I met him the first time. And then I went to Iceland and So the first time I set foot on Iceland, I knew this is my home. This is where I am going to be for the rest of my life. So it just came like in an instant. That was kind of funny because I never felt something like that before. So when I came back, um, I met Andreas and the first thing was like telling him, listen, I'm going to move to Iceland. So just so you know. Uh, yeah, and he probably thought that's a bit crazy at the start, but um, yeah, and then I told him again when it got serious, and I was like, yeah, listen, I really mean that serious. I'm going to move to Iceland, so if you're not up for that, I think that's nothing with us. <laughs> yeah, and um, in the end, yeah, he agreed, and uh, we were deciding to move to Iceland. We also had a few other countries on the list first because he was like, yeah, we can maybe move somewhere else in Scandinavia. There are other places, not that cold, you know? And yeah, so I took him to Iceland 
I showed him around because I really wanted him to see what I really love about the country and he liked it as well. And then we went on our honeymoon and it was like, I think it was 2015 when we decided that we really go for Iceland and we are doing that. And yeah, so we decided it in 2015. Wow. And you definitely are taking full advantage of it. What do you like most about raising your young family as two entrepreneurs in Iceland? What do you hope that your children take away from this unique upbringing? As mentioned, Iceland is just amazing. I think everyone thinks so when they come here. And um, yeah, um, it's perfect for kids to grow up safely. Um, they can have a lot of freedom. They have nature around them. It's just, it, it's wonderful. It's so safe here. And, um, but we want to teach our kids that there is more like than just one way to shape their lives on their own. Like it's, it's not just one thing you can do like me or my husband, we did so many things and we ended up doing something completely differently. And yeah. And we hope still that they will go abroad one day and leave Iceland just for maybe a few years, you know, to see how it is out there, how the world looks like, how it is to be a foreigner and yeah, what other countries have to offer. But in the end, I hope, of course, they will come back and <laughs> eventually and enjoy the rest of their lives in Iceland. But yeah, that's a long time until then. They're only <laughs> four and six now. Yes, they definitely have to leave the nest at some point and go see the rest of the world. And to your point, you might have your whole life planned out, but then you go somewhere new and you find it to be like a home, a second home or a, a new place to just settle down and make roots and be a part of the community. So I don't even know if I found that yet. That's why I'm still traveling. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's Iceland. <laughs> I have not yet yeah. been. Now, what inspired you to design the concept that would become your Panorama Glass Lodges? Well, that's actually kind of funny uh, story. Um, I, I just had a dream about it. <laughs> and uh, I know many people are um, find it kind of funny when they hear it. But I just woke up one night. It was in early 2015 before we went to our honeymoon. And I saw that in my dream. I saw the landscape and the landscape of Iceland. And I saw the design. And I was knowing right away, wow. That's it, because I had nothing to do at all with tourism or with accommodation business. So I woke up and told Andreas about it. And yeah, he was like, that's an amazing idea. Let's do that. And so we did it. <laughs> and, and now seeing it, I mean, in real life, you almost wonder how did this not exist beforehand? Right. But to your point, it's just it, it it called you in a dream and it's as if you were, you know, looking up at the sky in your dream and realized, wow, I need to create this for myself and other people. Right. <laughs> After that dream, how did you go about finding the original property and creating your at the time unconventional business plans for the actual lodges themselves? Yeah, that was kind of process, so it was uh, pretty much a challenge because we managed that all from abroad as we did not live yet in Iceland. So it 
took us over two years to find the perfect property. Um, it was a lot of paperwork and yeah, we had to found our company to actually buy the land and everything. So we also had to found a company first and uh, then we had to fly to Iceland to organize everything before moving here. And yeah, it was also challenging to find a manufacturer who would be willing to realize my my design, my drawings that I did, and because it's not such a common house, right? So, um, yeah, it, it was really challenging getting everything sorted out from abroad, but we eventually made it, and yeah, through all the steps, and then we relocated in April 2017, and we still had a lot more work to do when we moved here, because there was like, you know, yeah, the, the, the construction on site and everything, when everything was finally ready, we had to be there every day. So it was a lot of time for it, but it, it paid out. And I believe that your house was the first that you created. So what was, you know, what was it like having your house be the first of its kind in Iceland to have a glass ceiling? So the initial goal was like to create the place for two people, only for two, to enjoy something they would always remember from the trip in Iceland. And it was thought like a break from traveling. So because many people travel around, they do so much sightseeing, you know, and they they hardly get a break to 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 take in the beauty and I, I mean probably people do that as well but many tourists are just like taking off their program here let's do that so our place should be like a little oasis to to just disconnect to just be there and shape the nature and yeah for us it's still the greatest joy to hear about the guest stories like when they say wow it's it's wonderful here and it's it's very nice to see how happy they are to see like how they get engaged at the lodge to see how they celebrate their birthdays anniversaries and it's just a big joy to make people happy yeah absolutely it sounds like it and what's nice and different about what you're doing is you're creating a destination in and of itself people are meant to stop and to pause and to spend their time there and to enjoy it and be in the moment and not just use it as a jumping off point to go to another town nearby or do this activity or that, but to really just take in all the scenery, take in those special moments that they're celebrating there. And I mean, I'm sure the memories coming out of it, you'll always be remembering those scenes and those special occasions. Now, as we celebrate, speaking of celebrations, our planet Earth this month, why is sustainability so important to you personally? Was there a certain moment in time that created this passion or was it innate for you from the beginning? It was from the beginning. I was always a person who loved nature and animals a lot. And I always took special care of the environment. Also when living in Switzerland, uh, there it is also super important. Our family is all vegan and all about sustainability and environmentally friendly. And we really try to maximize the sustainability as much as possible, everybody can. And my hope is that our kids and their following generation will be able to enjoy the same nature as it exists today maybe even a better one, you know, with, with more trees and more possibilities to help the planet. Who knows how, what the future brings, right? So, um, 
yeah, it's really important to me, to us. Yeah. The whole family. I love that you have such a optimistic approach to that and you're really stewarding your land and raising your children in (laughs) that immersive nature so that they can then enjoy it the rest of their lives too. Hello, worldly travelers and loyal listeners. Do you know of places and people we can stay in good company with? Are you yourself a host looking to share your story and welcome in good company? We're always looking for new places to travel, new people to meet. Share who you know and where they are by sending us a note at stayinggoodcompany.com or by mentioning us on our social media channels at stayinggoodcompany. We'll be sure to give you a shout out when we're there. It's time for us all to take a trip to Panorama Glass Lodge as it stands today. Can you paint us a picture of your glass lodges? From the time guests arrive, they can expect comfortable and unforgettable experiences. Can you share how you bring this to life? Yeah. So once the guests arrive, they already can see the amazing view. And I think everyone will love the views from both of our locations because that's what it's all about, right? And yeah, so you enter through the terrace uh, where there is a hot tub and a hammock and a seating area with the barbecue. And once you enter the lodge, uh, you come into the bedroom where you can see the full beauty of the nature view. Um, you're surrounded by nature wherever you look. So in each direction, you have it all around you. And we try to set some little wow moments everywhere in the lodges with decorations and details. And it's so lovely when guests arrive. So when we finish cleaning early and some guests arrive sooner, it's so nice how they are just, you know, they open their mouths and say, wow, oh my God, it's so beautiful here. They take out their phones and recording videos and taking pictures. And this really makes me happy to see. And yeah, that, that's very nice. And uh, yeah, as of now, we have these standard lodges for two persons, but we have also now coming up a family lodge. So this will be even bigger. So right now we have only the lodges for two and yeah, we, we, we can't wait what people say about the family lodge. So I'm sure they will also like it because the view is amazing. And yeah, and all the decoration and interiors that we have in the lodges. So we have put a lot of effort into details. So when people go in, they see something interesting everywhere. So it's not just like in a hotel where you have all the empty spaces and shelves, for example. So there is something standing everywhere. It looks like a home. There is something inside. Yes, it's nice and comfortable. And to your point, it must be so fulfilling to be able to see their reactions and then to plan to be able to build upon that and create even more opportunities for more people and families to come and visit. Now, for those of us who have not had the opportunity to see the Northern Lights with our own naked eye, what does their beauty really mean to you? Well, I personally, I'm obsessed with the auroras. <laughs> it hasn't stopped to amaze me like all these years and I still can't take my eyes off them. When there's a great show outside, I can't go to bed. So other people or Icelanders, they, they just say, oh yeah, nice. And they go to bed, but I, I still, I'm not on that point yet. And I'm still taking photos and sending to my family every time. <laughs> so for, for me, it's your joy it's wonderful what nature is capable of and sometimes I really can't believe that this is real what's happening there in the sky and um, yeah these crazy dance shows in the sky it's just above your head and 
you know, it's it's really unbelievable. Yeah. Everyone should see it one day. Yes. Well, I have trouble sleeping, so I might as well <laughs> keep busy watching the dancing northern lights. <laughs> but that just sounds so so serene. And so the first time that you saw them, did they exceed your expectations? How do they make you feel even to this day? Yeah, it's it's difficult to say because I I didn't really have a picture of the aurora when I when I you know saw that before I saw them the first time I didn't know what to expect because you only see the photos and back then there were not so many videos you know that with Instagram and all that was not a thing so you could not see that many videos of it and yeah I didn't know what to expect but I saw them the first time I think it was 2012 in Finland and they were not so very strong but I, I of course still remember that evening and yeah it's uh, as as mentioned. It's a lot of joy and it's fascinating every time. And yeah, Andreas is sometimes hearing me screaming from <laughs> from the terrace. Come now, see it. Now it's even stronger. You have to come. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Just childhood curiosity <laughs> and celebration over it. I mean, and to your point, I've only ever really paid attention to the static photos. And yes, they're beautiful from National Geographic and things like that. But to see them live in person and dancing, like you said, when you told me they were dancing, I can now totally picture just that scene. And so we, we all must just have the opportunity to see it in person. Now, taking you know our eyes down and now looking around at your lodges, can you share more about the Scandinavian inspiration behind the minimalist yet modern and sustainable design? Mm, yeah, the... The lodges are inspired by like Nordic houses, Vikings, the whole Nordic mythology. And you can see that everywhere also in the interior. The floor, for example, and the wall tiles are inspired by the Icelandic basalt columns, like these black hexagonal tiles. And then we added the Viking elements on the, the gable of the roof. Um, yeah. These Viking elements make the lodges really complete to me because without these, it would not look that interesting. And the, the most important for me was that we will have like a unique kind of accommodation that will look great with the nature and will make people want to visit and that they can like, you know, see the, uh, the connection to the uh, Nordic mythology. We have like the runes, uh, like paintings from runes, we have like Viking statues in the lodges. It's it's like the this theme is everywhere. Like you can see it in the lodges everywhere. We have even like little like these shot glasses with, for example, in our Freya lodge, there is a shot glass with Freya on it, and we have these wooden um, statues uh, from from an artist that uh, he made for us. So like all the decorations and everything, these little tiny details, they're all from artists because I'm an artist myself and I really love to support artists. So of course I, I look that they are all special, <laughs> all these little things. Yes, I love that. You're curating all of the local artistry and really sharing a story and creating this other world mm -hmm. for people to step into. And to go back in time and feel like what it was like being a first explorer or a Viking and 
Uh, that, yeah, mine was a glass wolf. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a little more, uh, how do we say, bougie way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little more creature comfort than I'm sure back then, bundling in the cold. But, but yeah, still the same, you know, homage to that to that locale. Now, you've taken great care in curating a very private and luxurious day for your guests against the backdrop of nature's scenic landscape. Why is that intimate experience important to you and to your guests? We think that every one of us would like to be at like amazing places, preferably all alone and want to have them all to themselves, right? So, which is understandable. And surely every one of us finds ourselves in a situation where we think, oh, it's so beautiful here. I wish I was all alone with no other people around. And this is exactly what we wanted to create for our guests. Knowing it's a challenge, um, as we want to offer as many guests as possible this experience. So, of course, we need several houses, but we need to work on landscaping and make it feel private and extraordinary at the same time. And Iceland visitors have a picture in mind about peacefulness, wide and empty landscapes. And we want to give them the feeling of being alone, of just themselves and the nature. And yeah, we, we do not want to put up some resort style hotel area, if you know what I mean, like where there are like 40 or 50 cabins on a squeezed in together. And yeah, where you're just given a number of your room. And it's extremely important to us that guests have a wonderful experience, a unique experience. And therefore, we have like Norse God or Nordic mythology names for all of our cabins. And it really works with the experience. The resort style hotels are surely more efficient, you know, for on a business uh, uh, owner's perspective, probably. <laughs> and um, it's more beneficial for, for, you know, for a business owner to have many cabins because then you can take off more clients. But our first priority is the benefits of our guests. And yeah, we believe in the long term. This is what pays out. And yeah. And we also pay a lot of attention, as I said, in, in the little details. So, for example, every guest gets a handwritten card from us with the name on it. So we, we handwrite every card by ourselves for each guest every day of the year. Those little details, that intentionality is so important nowadays to be able to go to a place and to appreciate your natural surroundings and not to be looking your neighbors next door window or yard and hearing them in the background. And so to be able to appreciate that and honor that so that the guests can really experience everything in the way that they want to, and then they can come back for more. And so you're really honoring that privacy and that respect out of the guests. And I really respect that. And so you shared a bit more about some of the other features that you have at your lodges, the hammocks, the hot tubs, can you share more about those amenities that you intentionally chose and what makes the lodges more unique? Yeah, the best feature, I would say, is definitely the outdoor hot tub for two, because this is something that people just love. And yeah, the second best rated is the glass roof, of course, because this is why people book the place. Um, I would say, yeah, that's, that's why people book the place, because they want to sleep under stars, have the feeling to be out in the nature without freezing. 
And yeah, the starlight sauna is also very, very much appreciated by our guests. So it has also amazing views. And yeah, there you can really relax. And then after a sauna or a hot tub session, you can go to the hammock nets, which is also very nice. Well, probably not during a storm or torrential rain, but it's, it's still nice. Even with a little bit of rain, it's still nice also in the winter time. It's good for the body. It's good for the soul. <laughs> um, yeah, and we have a lot of guests booking several nights at the lodges. And they often do not even leave. You know, it's like that they really stay there and enjoy all of the amenities. They're just relaxing on site. Sometimes they do not even go anywhere, maybe to get some groceries. But many people just stay there all the time of their whole stay. And yeah, other amenities like inside the lodge, we provide basic kitchen essentials and food essentials. Guests can cook a meal and then we also provide some little board or card games, coffee and tea. And yeah, otherwise it's just enjoying the view. There is Wi-Fi, but no TV. I'm not such a big fan of TV. <laughs> And what, which is also great is there are pull-up blackout curtains. They are like hidden in the floor, so you can't really see them. Some guests do not even realize that we have them. So if someone wants that little bit of extra privacy, they can just pull up the curtains. And yeah, we have an insect protection door for the summers, because in Iceland we have these very annoying little mosquitoes. And yeah, this is also a great feature. Yeah, I would say that. That's it. Yeah. Well, you've certainly thought of everything. And to your point, you've created all these little moments for people to rest and relax. And so I think the fact that people are staying as long as they are is a sign that we all need this in our lives. <laughs> and we need to just be there, be present and spend a day going from the hot tub to the bed, to the hammock, to the hot tub again, and <laughs> just repeating that until we feel fulfilled. Now, as an environmentally sustainable business, can you speak to your extensive community impact and sustainability efforts that the guests can experience for themselves? What guests probably uh, appreciate the most is the cosmetics we use. Is like hand soap, hand cream we have, shower gel, shampoo, conditioner. This is from a local brand. It's all organic and we use refillable bottles and get the cosmetics in like these big canisters or whatever you call that, like these big boxes <laughs> where we fill it into the little bottles. And yeah, it's all locally sourced and made. So it's 100% Icelandic and it smells so good. Uh, you really gotta try it. <laughs> and we also use 100% uh, renewable energy and yeah, to heat the lodges and the pools. We do like a trash disposal separation. That's also very important. And the guests help uh, very good with that. So we have not so many problems with, you know, putting it back in the, the right box. So they really do good, good work there. And yeah, we hold the local vacuum certification for environmental certified businesses. And we do plant hundreds, if not thousands, um, of trees, like little birches, on our properties every year. And we are also part of a reforesting program um, with a non-profit organization. So guests can 
uh, donate a tree on our website upon booking their stay. And we do forward the money to the nonprofit organization and they collect that all. And summer in Iceland is pretty short. So yeah, we plant the trees between May and September, plus minus. And yeah, the guests can even do a tree sponsorship. So they get like a tree with the nameplate, with the with the metal tag on it. And we get that frequently. So we have hundreds of people doing that every year. And this is really nice. And I really love that people, every time when I see with a booking that someone has done a tree donation or a tree sponsorship, it makes me very happy. And yeah, it's very nice that we can offer that. What a nice personal touch for someone to kind of put their name on the difference they're making and to be able to come back and to see it grow and to flourish. And when I also think about how you're raising your young family there and what those trees will look like, you know, years from now when who knows, maybe they'll be running the business, but just the the fact that you're contributing to the land and adding those little touches that are then going to grow and live on for generations to come is, is so special. Mm-hmm. And so you do have two separate locations, as you mentioned, South and West Iceland. Can you share Mm -hmm. any differences or perhaps highlight the similarities that guests can experience between the two properties? So the lodges itself, they are the same. The only difference is the view. So the new West location features an ocean view and the South location, a mountain view of Volcano Hekla and the highlands. And we had so many requests for Ocean View site. Um, that's why we will open our new Ocean View West Iceland, Iceland location very soon, so this summer. And the Northern Lights, they will be visible from both locations perfectly fine because this is a question that we get very often. Uh, some people think maybe one location is better than the other, but it really doesn't matter. Our locations were chosen with that we have no light pollution, you know, so. They are both perfect. It just depends what you prefer most. But I would even say, yeah, best is to check out both because it's completely different with the view. <laughs> I was just going to say, it sounds like we'll just have to do a little tour of Iceland yeah. with your, your panorama glass lodges. <laughs> now, I won't ask you to pick your favorite between your locations, but do you have a favorite season in Iceland and why is that? Well, not really. There's no there's only one season in Iceland, I would say. <laughs> Um, there's no spring or autumn. We still have winter now. Um, I mean, it's April and it's cold. Um, it's it just snowed again. So um, I really I, I would not say I prefer one to the other. I honestly I love all the months. The only thing I do not like is the extreme wind, which is mostly between December and March. But beside that, I love rain. I love the cold, so it really doesn't matter for me. Especially when you're in the comfort of the cabins and nice and cozy. <laughs> you just learn how to adapt, it sounds like, and you've done that very well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you like most about your local towns? Are there places to eat, sites to see, things to do that you like to support? Yeah, so the the towns here are all very cute, honestly. So you can find some cute towns everywhere. There's so much to see and do everywhere you go. So you can literally stop at any place on the way to a sightseeing spot and you will find some beauty, something cool to look at, a waterfall, some hiking trails, some 
mountain, you know, or horses. The horses are everywhere and they're so cute. So I personally love Borkarnes a lot. This is close to our new West uh, Iceland location. It's such a cute town. It has a lot of art. That's why I like it so much. And yeah, I personally love also the West Fjords of Iceland. They are very remote and it's all rural. It's very untouched there. But yeah, when it comes to towns, I would not say there is a town that's not nice here. But really, it's, it's all beautiful. You can go to any town. That The food is exceptionally good here as well. So when you go to a restaurant, you will be surprised how good the food is here. Yes, you just have to get out and adventure and see other scenery during the day and then enjoy the comfort and the, the lights back at the lodges. I'm sure I speak for both myself and our listeners in wanting to know what the future holds for you, your family, and your future guests at Panorama Glass Lodge. Can you share some things to look forward to? What projects are you working on and most excited about? The most exciting thing right now is the new family lodge, the premium lodge that I already mentioned. It sleeps up to five persons, even six if you count a, a little baby up to three years three years old in so um because there was a lot of requests for you know for families for groups when they travel two couples together so this is my personal favorite and i also designed it all by myself i came up with that idea it's already on site we are just finishing up everything we built the terrace and it will open this summer and yeah, we are constantly on the search for more properties to add panorama glass lodges, like all around Iceland. We look into everything, but as earlier mentioned, it's very difficult to find a perfectly suitable land where the view is amazing and it's also possible to do some landscaping, so to keep the privacy. Um, we are right now in discussions with the new partners to open up the locations with panorama glass lodges in the near, near future already. So we have put up our franchise system and there is already a lot of interest for it. We are currently in discussions with several landowners in several countries and yeah, more to come soon about that. And we would love to see the glass lodges with amazing views like all over the world on the most amazing places where nature is so amazing that you really would want to wake up there and yeah so this is like how we choose our future partners so where they have the best land how it looks like how it is possible with the nature around and this is uh, what comes next what we are very excited for well you've created a concept that works so well and so why not give more access to more people, to more spaces. So mm -hmm. that's so nice that you're open and willing to take on new partners and new areas and to learn as you go, I'm sure. So we'll have to touch base in a few years from now when you are sprinkled all throughout the world. And like I said, <laughs> we can go on an even longer tour. Yeah, you can go all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> now, what advice do you have for our guests and our listeners in visiting such places as yours? To just enjoy every minute no matter the weather so yeah do never let the weather bring you down nature is amazing in any weather and the earth is worth to be celebrated in any way by admiring taking a breath and just enjoy i love that hello worldly travelers and loyal listeners are you too planning your upcoming travels and in search of independently owned and operated stays and experiences to visit along the way 
head on over to stayinggoodcompany.com or our social media channels at stayinggoodcompany and drop us a note with where you're going and when, and we'll be sure to set you up in good company for your trip. Just don't be surprised if we hide away in your suitcase and join you in your journeys. So now that we know what it's like to stay in good company at Panorama Glass Lodge, we've learned and grown in good company with Sabrina Dudler, and thus we have a few final questions, what I'm calling a toast to table topics. Who would be a dream overnight guest? Um, not sure. Maybe some famous person that likes it so much that they would want to donate a thousand trees or, <laughs> yeah. So um, someone maybe that is so famous that they would uh, shout out to our business and really help growing the family business. I don't know, <laughs> someone like that. Yeah. How surprising and exciting would that be to just see them on site? And appreciating all that you've built. Now, do you have a horror or a favorite guest story to share? No need to name names. Um, I, I have many favorites. And I really love the ones who I meet personally on site and having a chat with. And hear about the travel plans in Iceland. And yeah, hearing from guests personally what they like the most is really rewarding for all the work we do. But there is no like specific story like so thankfully we have no horror stories <laughs> but yeah there are many 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 nice people we met well I'm sure it just compounds on itself the more people you meet the more places they're from and they tell you about their adventures and you're offering advice on what to do in Iceland I'm sure it's just rewarding for everyone to be able to have those conversations mm -hmm. Now, if you had to choose between sunrises and sunsets, which would you choose and why? Definitely sunsets. I'm not a morning person and sunsets are just more beautiful, in my opinion. Uh, plus, you can soak in the wonderful moment and maybe followed by northern lights if you're in Iceland and then go to bed with two amazing sky shows in one evening. Exactly. It's just the start of the night. That, that is yeah. definitely... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Now, do you have a favorite constellation and why is that? Yeah, so I love uh, Cassiopeia because it reminds me of a room, you know, like this um, S shape of the room. So yeah, I would say that. Beautiful. Now, outside of Icelandic nature, where is your favorite nature escape? Yeah, um, that's a difficult question. <laughs> I love endless landscapes and everything with mountains and desert landscapes, glaciers, volcanoes. I'm not such a forest kind of person. Um, I would prefer anywhere where there is a nice storm, stone formation or volcanoes or cliffs. I, I love Scotland and Jordan also, or Taiwan was also very nice. I, I visit so many countries. Um, but I have so many more on my list that I want to discover. And yeah, I honestly love the beauty of the nature everywhere I went. So there is no place I would say it was not beautiful. Yeah. Right. Uh, being outside is just beautiful. Absolutely. So you mentioned if you could travel somewhere new in nature, where would you go? What's on the top of your list? Yeah, next on my list is Greenland, Argentina, and Antarctica. So I hope I make it there in the coming years. Absolutely. Sign me up. <laughs> 
All right. And to not overstay our welcome, I want to wrap up our conversation by asking if our listeners haven't already done so during this episode, where can they go to book a stay at Panorama Glass Lodge? Um, well, just directly on our website, it's uh, panoramaglasslodge.com. So it's the only way you can book. We are on no booking platforms or any other third party websites. Perfect. We'll be sure to link there. And where can they follow along your journey? Do you have a newsletter or social media channels you'd like to shout out? Yeah, we have a newsletter on our website uh, where they can subscribe. And then we have, uh, yeah, the Instagram, we have TikTok, we have Facebook. It's all the same name. It's just Panorama Class Lodge. Perfect. Well, talk for joining us, Sabrina, and for telling us all about where the sky is immersed in the natural wonders of Iceland. Skull. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening along. I hope you found yourself to be in good company. I know I did. Be sure to rate and review, invite your friends along, and find out more ways to stay in good company in the show notes below. Until next time, remember to slow down and to savor the company you're in. Cheers, my friends.